Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today we are coming to you from Austin. We're actually here for our, I guess, second, third, I don't even know. Whatever, it's a Worker Being retreat. We're having a lot of fun. Um, we just finished a yoga class, which was fabulous. But before we kind of dive into some chit-chat, Katina, what are we talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about workplace gossip. So we discussed um, just heading from a yoga class trying to be present and mindful and thinking about the moment and this is about information that you share with coworkers that I'm sure you've all participated in gossip before but information that you share with coworkers that is about somebody else in your workplace but some surprising things about gossip that you might not know that sounds a little mischievous you have like a little grin on your face (laughs) like what are these surprising things I guess you have to wait and see but yeah, um, it is funny that we're going to be talking about gossip and like things we talk about people and what they did in the past potentially versus um, our mindfulness. Like our, our yoga class was really great. It was a, was it mindful yoga and meditation? So we kind of ended with a little meditation and it was a really nice studio. It was um, Wanderlust Austin. So I think it's associated with the festival, my understanding. And it was super busy, but the instructor was great. It was such a fun class. Um, we also started our morning with breakfast tacos. So from those of you that are from Austin, we have learned that breakfast tacos seem to be a big thing here. And they were delicious. They were awesome. It seems very important. Like everywhere you go, it's just like breakfast tacos, breakfast tacos. So we decided to give it a try. They were very good. Um, and then we did a little worker being work at a cute coffee shop, actually, where we got the breakfast tacos. And then we went and did our yoga class. But it was pretty nice to be able to take a break in the middle of the day and relax and move our bodies a little bit and do some meditation. So I'm feeling like we're in a very good place. Oh, and we ate smoothies, too. I'm actually still finishing my smoothie as we speak. Um, it's berry-tastic. I can't remember what the name was, though. It's from Juice Land, again, for all those Austinites out there. And um, it has hemp protein, so we're, I'm bringing in some protein after that movement. The one thing I found surprising, though, about breakfast tacos, I'm going back to those, is that they have them at coffee shops. Like, that was a little weird to me. I did not expect that. Um, they were delicious, but like, and they were brought in from, I think, a taco place called Taco Deli, but it was just not what I expected like you don't go to LA to a coffee shop and get a breakfast taco at least not very often that's not a thing yeah like Philly is like known for cheesesteaks but it's not like coffee and a cheesesteak or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but like in Austin people are pretty serious about their tacos like all meals of the day all hours of the day and night you can find yourself a taco so but we're appreciating it it's it's pretty pretty good deal um yeah so this is actually our Um, first full day we got in last night to Austin and this is our first full day in Austin. So we have more adventure adventures ahead, but, um, for now we've been tacoing and yoging and now we're here. Yeah. And now I get to hear what your article is about. So tell us the title and all the good things. Yeah. So this article is basically what we would call a scale development, which to break that down for people is, um, when we go into organizations and do research, the way that we can tell whether people are happy with their job or stressed in their job, et cetera, is that we give them questionnaires that basically ask them, are you stressed? In what ways? Et cetera. And so in order to understand 
whether or not certain things are occurring, we have to ask people these questions, but there's actually a science to creating those list of questions. So in this particular article, they created basically a list of questions that tells you whether or not people in the workplace are participating in gossip in a number of different ways. And then we're also going to talk about um, what gossip is related to in the workplace. So good stuff, bad stuff, etc. So the article is called Moving Beyond Assumptions of Deviance, the Reconceptualization and Measurement of Workplace Gossip. And this article is by Daniel Brady, Doug Brown, and Lindy Liang. And it was published in the Journal of Applied Psychology. And it was published in 2017. So, new. yeah, so a new article. That sounds fun. Okay, so we're talking about, I mean, we're not going to dive into the detail, I'm guessing, of the scale development itself. But it's just good to know what that is. Um, but I think the most important part is that you can measure the amount of gossip that people are participating in and how that relates back to their well-being. Yeah. So basically what the article talks about is that people gossip for a lot of different reasons. So I'm sure that you've all, as I said in the beginning, have participated in gossip um, in your lives or at work. Um, but a lot of people think about gossip as just being bad. So you're saying something negative about somebody um, that's not present. Um, and so this article basically is trying to blow up that idea and saying, okay, gossip can actually be positive or negative. So you can say something about somebody in an informal way that has some kind of an evaluation about them, and that's gossip uh, to another person. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be something bad or catty. It can be something that's actually nice about another person. Um, so their idea about workplace gossip is that and I'll give you their definition. It's informal and evaluative, either positive or negative, talk from one member of an organization to one or more members of the same organization about another member of the organization who is not present to hear what is said. So we all know what that looks like in real time. Yeah. So that's basically if I'm going to talk to one of my coworkers about somebody else um, that works with us and it can be a positive or a negative thing about them. Um, and when the evaluation piece, it's kind of like... Yeah, like making some sort of judgment. So it could be, if we're thinking negative, it could be, oh my gosh, Jane is so loud on the phone and it's really annoying. And then it could be positive where you say, oh, Jane is, you know, she was so helpful the other day. Like she really um, came around and helped me in this one thing. And I feel like she just really goes above and beyond to help people in the organization. Yeah. And so basically what they talk about in terms of those are really good examples um, of the positive and negative pieces of gossip. And they say that even negative gossip can play sometimes a positive role. So, for example, if you're working under a supervisor that's really, really horrible, while you don't want to spend your entire day just saying bad things about that supervisor – indicating to another coworker that you share their sentiment about the fact that the supervisor might not be treating people well, et cetera, actually helps you communicate information between coworkers that can sometimes form group bonds. So while it's still not great that you have a bad supervisor and that will cause problems down the line, um, the idea that your group can form some more cohesion around the fact that you're all having a similar negative experience is actually not always a bad thing. So negative gossip can sometimes play a positive role. Um, and also positive gossip usually plays a positive role because it helps to evaluate or show what positive exemplars of good behavior are in the workplace. Um, as well as every now and again, they also mention that negative gossip can play the same role because it helps people to understand what constitutes stepping out of bounds. So if somebody does something that's really 
wacko off the wall at work and another coworker says did you hear about so-and-so they did xyz that actually helps to create norms in the group to say these are things that we accept in the group as being positive and these are things that we don't accept in the group so while on a negative side gossip that's mean-spirited or just negatively um you know aimed at who a person is etc usually always plays a bad role it's a little bit more nuanced in other forms of gossip especially taking into account that gossip can be positive that is interesting though like I do agree that sometimes the negative comments as long as they're based in like truth and not nitpicky of a person can actually really help so um to your point like you bond with your coworker. I mean actually I my previous employer I had a pretty bad manager and my coworker and I would talk about it a little bit amongst ourselves but it was partially to complain because of course everybody wants to whine a little bit but also we were helping each other strategize how to handle her. Um, so in some ways, like a little bit of the gossip and what she's done and what she said helps the other person figure out how they can maneuver that situation when they get into it. Um, so I think that's really positive. And I think the other piece about like more negative comments that's helpful is venting. And I don't know if that's part of this at all, but Sometimes I think if there's a coworker that's struggling with another coworker, let's say there's some sort of negative situation going on in their relationship or they're on a project and not agreeing on things, sometimes coming to an external person, another coworker that's not involved in that project and just telling them how they feel can kind of help them work through those feelings so that then they go back to that relationship with the first coworker and not, um, you know, not necessarily act out towards them or do something negative towards them because they've already kind of vented how they felt to somebody else. So I don't know if that's in this study at all, but I do think that there's something to be said about having like a confidant at work where you can gossip a little bit um, around some of the negative things so that you can just get them off your chest. Yeah. So you're dead on with that. So not only just in sort of creating more complexity around the way that we usually think of gossip. And I think this article is really trying to hammer home the point that everybody always thinks of gossip as being just this bad thing that we need to get rid of. And there are multiple ways in which gossip can actually help groups to facilitate better connections. Um, obviously taken in too negative a direction, it's bad. But exactly what you just said, um, in the first study within this paper, they actually just asked people to come up with instances in which they experienced workplace gossip between coworkers or about a supervisor they sort of distinguish talking about people at your same level and talking about people who are above you with people at your same level as being two different kinds of gossip um and they ask people to uh sort of tell stories about times when they experienced workplace gossip and why they believed that that happened and the top two reasons that people said that they were motivated to gossip the first one was gathering and validating information that i I feel like this person might maybe isn't doing as great a job as they should be. And I want to talk to somebody else to say, hey, am I crazy or is this person not doing as great a job as they should be? And then the other person says, no, you're not. I agree with you. And that creates better sense for you of, okay, like with you and your coworker talking about your supervisor, if you had never mentioned that to her that you thought that it was difficult dealing with your supervisor – then you may both have been sitting there thinking like, is it just me? Um, and you wouldn't have been able to come up with strategies to get around it and validating that information. But the second one is emotional venting and coping just to be able to say, okay, I'm having an emotional stress re response from this. How do I get through this and building those bonds to help get through um, those experiences? Some of the less um, mentioned ones. So to give you a sense, 32% of the cases that were brought up 
said that the motivation was gathering and validating information. 29% said it was venting and coping. And then the other percentages were 7% or less of the other kind. So it, those were the really the main two. Um, but some said they did it to build friendships, to seek or give social support, um, to seek help. Um, some people just said for entertainment or because they were bored, I would say that that's probably <laughs> not a good reason to gossip, but others said to spread information, um, to warn others about something. So there are, people are using this in more strategic fashion than people think they are. It's not just standing around a water cooler and complaining for the sake of complaining. People are actually doing this for reasons that might make sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It, it sounds like, you know, everyone talks about office politics and this kind of relates to that where, you know, the politics are like who is friends with who and who's doing, you know, mad at whoever. And so it's like you can navigate relationships better. And it's not I think I can definitely see how if it gets out of hand, it's very negative. But if you're using it appropriately, I think you're right. I think that there's a lot of benefit to understanding how relationships work amongst people, understanding that you're not the only person that thinks someone's doing a bad job or like I had a coworker once um, come to me and say, Hey, I've had this kind of difficult situation with a different person. And like, have you ever experienced that before? And while I hadn't, I'd heard from other people that they have had like, the same experience. So I was like, actually, you know, I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard. So like I heard an other gossip that could help this one person understand that they're not alone in that seeing that behavior from the, the more problematic coworker. So I think that there's a lot of benefit to, getting that information and then also supporting each other by being able to just vent if something is really bad so you can get through it and not and not maybe blow it up right like imagine if you don't have someone to vent to and you're working with somebody and you don't know that other people don't you know have that same problem you might be sitting there and just stewing on it stewing on it and then eventually explode and that would be way worse than just complaining to another coworker about it yeah absolutely I think um one of the main takeaways of this article obviously is not that you should spend your entire day gossiping. They're not saying that. Um, you should be getting done your work and doing things that are task related. But as a social activity, gossiping is not as like just unidimensionally bad as we thought. Um, and in the same way that you're mentioning, you had heard from somebody else that this person was difficult to work with. So you were able to share that, you know, kind of pass it along the grapevine. And and that's an interesting point too, because the article distinguishes between gossip and rumors. Mm -hmm. So a rumor they're defining as something that gets started that's not based in truth. That's something that's fabricated for the purpose of creating bad reputational damage. So starting rumors is never really a good thing. But gossip is something that's rounded and grounded in the reality of someone's experience that they're sharing with somebody else. Um, so while it may not always be 100% truthful, someone someone's perspective of something, it's not the same as like purposely starting something to get somebody's reputation uh, to be worse than it is. So um, there is a difference between rumors and gossiping in terms of rumors are, are always bad, basically what they say. Gossip is more complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it might be good just to um, share a little bit of what the actual questions are that are on this um, questionnaire that will help you understand the the extent to which people are gossiping in your workplace to give some sense of how they're actually defining it. So with, from a negative perspective, um, asking people if they have a negative impression of something that your supervisor or a coworker has done. So, hey, you know, I saw so-and-so do this. I didn't think it was so great. Did you think it was also not so great? 
Um, questioning someone's abilities while talking to another work colleague. Um, criticizing somebody while talking to a work colleague. Venting to a work colleague about something that your supervisor or another coworker has done. Or telling an unflattering story about your supervisor or your coworker while talking to a work colleague. So that's the negative side of things. And I think we've probably seen that. On the positive side, complimenting someone while talking to a work colleague, um, telling a work colleague good things about a supervisor or a coworker, defending someone's actions while talking to a work colleague, um, saying something nice about somebody while talking to a work colleague, or telling a work colleague that you respect your supervisor or another coworker. So those are the, on the positive end of gossip. Yeah, as you were saying, the the positive ones, I was kind of thinking of a lot of examples too. Like I feel like it's easy to think of the negative examples, but – there's definitely a lot of positive ones I can think of, even just myself, you know, talking to other coworkers about, you know, our leadership and in a positive light and talking about, you know, oh, that we trust that they have our best interest at heart and things like that. You know, especially if there's somebody that maybe doesn't know a leader as well and being able to kind of communicate the positive interactions and the positive experiences that you've had with them um, can obviously go a long way in terms of building trust and um, positive leadership relationships with uh with people within their team that maybe they don't interact with day to day yeah and you could also see how an instance of negative gossip could turn into an incidence of positive gossip so somebody might say you know I don't think so and so is doing a good job at x and someone else might say well actually I worked with them on such and such project and I had a different experience so you could actually end up balancing conversations out by participating in both forms of gossip at once um, so you can actually create a more comprehensive viewpoint of how somebody's talked about when they're not present um, if you're also engaging in positive gossip as a defensive mechanism towards the negative gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that, I mean, probably the times where I've engaged in positive gossip has been in response to somebody asking a question because they didn't know um, how somebody else would respond or because they had maybe not the perfect experience and then you know, being able to share my experiences that were more positive. And I think that you're right. I think it does influence a little bit like, oh, well, maybe this isn't an everyday thing. Like maybe this isn't something that has, that happens consistently. Maybe that person's having a bad day and whatever. And so it can kind of dilute that negative feeling that the first person had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when you're looking at gossip as being uh, sort of, multifaceted people use it for different purposes and for different reasons um, as well as having different outcomes it's also important to think about well what predicts whether or not people are going to gossip and what are the outcomes related to gossip so that we know um, is this something that's going to on the whole create positivity in your organization or negativity in your organization and what are the circumstances under which people might be more likely to talk negatively about somebody versus positively so one of the things that I thought was really interesting was because uh, the number one reason that people use gossip is to sort of put their opinion on the table and get feedback that the more uncertain your workplace is the more ambiguous you find your job or your organization like are we going to be here in the long run Uh, maybe you're going through a downsizing effort and people are concerned about losing their jobs Um, the more anxiety people have around their job role or their organization overall causes people to gossip more Um, because they're trying to put their opinions out there and get them validated. Like I'm concerned about X or this person is, uh, doesn't seem like they're doing a great job. I, I'm anxious about my own job, my own role. So I want to put as much 
out there and get as much validation as possible to make myself feel better. Um, and it's actually the same with self-esteem. Individuals that have lower self-esteem tend to gossip more negatively about other people because they're interested in getting themselves validated in that way. So um, there are some negative things that lead to more negative gossip in the workplace. So um, like we said, there's some you know, variation in the extent to which negative gossip can play a positive role, but you don't ever want to get it to get just like mean or out of control or people are spending too much time doing it. So if you want to cut back on that, um, creating a job environment that has more security um, or a job or a group that feels more secure in itself can help to cut down on some of those negative sentiments that are unnecessary. Yeah. And I think maybe communication is a big piece there from leadership and management because, yeah, well, there might be a situation where there's downsizing. And of course, like I, I can imagine that you're going to be asking a lot of questions and, and making a lot of gossip just to see like, is my job safe? Is that person's job safe? Like, I think I'm better than that person. Um, but if the management and leaders are really communicating and being very transparent about the situation, then like, at least you might know, right? If you know that, okay, the odds of me losing my job are low, or maybe it's pretty high, but I'm aware of the fact that this department is potentially going to be cut like that could help reduce the amount of gossip um of course people are gonna be upset if their department's being cut but if you're reducing the amount of gossip overall it probably has a bigger impact on the organization and the team members that are left after the downsizing is over yeah yeah absolutely and so i think that this is really important to think through you know if you're seeing a lot of people in your workplace gossiping in a way that you don't feel is productive or you know you're a supervisor and you're looking at your team and you feel like people are talking about you negatively you often have to look inwards and say okay well what is it about the team context that might be prompting more of that behavior especially if you hadn't seen it before and now you are seeing it to say okay are people feeling less secure in themselves or in their job role etc and what can I do to create that security because usually these things happen for a reason it's not that people just all of a sudden decide that they're going to be in a bad mood and talk about people more than they did before so um, that's a I think a good take home is if you're seeing people doing more negative gossip that's not seeming to facilitate something that's positive thinking about what your role is in creating a better group team dynamic could be a way to cut down on that and bring people back to stasis. I think, um, and that's where I think managers have a lot to do with it again, because I can imagine that modeling behavior is really important. So if supervisors are going to gossip too, everyone's going to gossip, but if you're gossiping more, if you're building almost showing your insecurity in a situation that might be less secure then that's going to make other people feel less secure and then continue to gossip further so as a manager or a leader you really need to focus see like look at yourself first and how are you behaving and are you driving a lot of the gossip and potentially showing others that that's a normal behavior and they're all going to follow yeah absolutely um i think something else that is important to look at is similarly the relationship to perceptions of justice in organizations. So the more people think that the organization operates fairly and people there are fair procedures, that people are rewarded consistently for the same behaviors, there's not favoritism and things like that, um, the people that believe that their organization is more fair are more likely to do positive gossip 
And the people that believe that the organization are less fair are more likely to do negative gossip. So again, if you do want to constrain some of those negative gossip beliefs, it's important to also think about like, well, how transparent are we being with distributing rewards? Um, how linked is people's performance to what they get in the organization? How clear is it why we make the decisions that we make? Those kinds of things can help people to understand why you're doing the things you're doing. So that way there isn't a lot of decisions made and then there's a ton of gossip happening about why did it, oh, this person's their favorite. Why did that person get this or et cetera? And there's more opportunity for positive gossip, which is that person deserved that or I'm happy that they got that opportunity, et cetera, when uh, people are behind closed doors. Yeah, I think it's really important to be fair and transparent in everything. Like I'm thinking about like pay increases as a huge one. If you feel like if the team feels like the company is shortchanging them, is not giving people what they deserve, um, maybe not showing appreciation appropriately, then that's when gossip really takes off. Like I feel like every time around that time of year, I, you know, whether it's in my organization or others, you know, when talking to friends, even like there's, they start gossiping outside of work to me about what's going on because they aren't sure that the way that pay is distributed, raises are distributed, et cetera, is fair. So I think they really need to, um, focus in on being clear and transparent as to how those decisions are made and why those decisions are made. And honestly, like leaders and HR and everybody involved in those things need to be focusing in on being fair and transparent and doing the best for all employees versus just trying to like maybe keep the profit higher, et cetera, because then you're going to breed this environment that's really negative where every time annual reviews come into play or whatever it might be, everyone starts to gossip and get negative and crazy. And that's never helpful um, because then it's probably going to lead to turnover if you think, oh, they're not fairly paying me or I'm getting less than my coworker and we're doing the same kind of work. So you just really need to be careful about that and communicate it all very clearly. Yeah. And to your point, this study actually showed that people who more frequently engage in negative workplace gossip are also more likely to want to leave the organization. So um, these things are all, all related. So basically they asked all these questions at the same time. So to what extent do you engage in this kind of gossip and what extent do you want to leave? So somebody's going to have to do a study at some point to say, okay, does gossip actually predict people wanting to leave? Or is it that somebody wants to leave so they're more likely to talk badly about the organization and it's kind of just a loop, right? I don't like where I am, so I'm going to talk badly about it. Um, but yeah, turnover is definitely part of the story here that it's possible that the more negativity there is in the organization, the more likely it is that that person's going to want to leave. And maybe other people could hear it and want to leave too. Um, so something else that I think is um, good to bring up within this is positive gossip and what are some of the outcomes or causes of people doing positive gossip. And so I just wanted to bring that up because we talked a little bit more about negative than positive. Um, but positive gossip was related to networking ability as well as interpersonal influence. So it's not clear again because they asked people how much are you doing positive gossip and then how networked are you and how much influence you have at the same time. So it's hard for us to say that one causes the other, but they're related. So it could be the case that people that speak more positively about others actually have stronger networks because they're more likely to compliment others and talk about them positively. And people are more likely to give them influential positions because people like them better. Um, 
It could also be that people use positive gossip as a way to grow their network, right? Um, and that the positive gossip is actually causing them to have more influence in networking. So there's something um, related between those things, but it seems like the ability to grow a network and the ability to be influential at work is linked to positive gossip. So going back to the idea that all gossip isn't bad, um, engaging in positive gossip may actually be helpful for you in growing your influence at work. This makes me think about the big movement that you hear everybody talking about right now in terms of women in the workplace and like lifting, like lift as you rise, right? So it's like you want to lift other women up so that it's not just like fighting for the one managerial spot is like that one woman gets there, no other women get there. Um, And so I think that's really related. It's like if you're being positive, if you're positively complimenting others and you're you know, providing that positive feedback and talking about others in that positive way, then you could be lifting all these other people up around you. So that probably does give you influence, right? Because you're showing, even if you're thinking about moving up in an organization, you're showing your leadership that you're a good team player, right? You appreciate these other people. You see their the, their value. And I think that's huge for being a, a good leader. And so if you have a good leader, they're going to want to promote somebody like that versus somebody that just poo-poos on everybody which is never good um but I agree with the network too like it'd be interesting to see what causes what because if you are positively gossiping does that mean that you just are talking to more people about others positively and they like you better or yeah are using it as a tool I don't know it's just an interesting relationship but I think it makes a lot of sense yeah and it could also be that the stronger network you have the more information you have about people, the more nuances you see in their performance, the more likely you are to have positive things to say about people that other people might not know at that same level because you just know people better. So there are different relationships between these things, but um, it seems like positive things are related to positive gossip. Um, And so the last thing that I wanted to talk about basically with regard to what they found or the findings in this article is that um, interestingly, um, people that engaged in negative workplace gossip while we talked about some of the possible interpersonal positive consequences of building camaraderie and things like that, um, which they definitely, um, you know, demonstrated that there are some links um, here in terms of growing norms within the group and setting boundaries and things of that nature related to those kinds of gossiping behaviors. Um, people who gossiped more negatively did tend to have worse work performance. So the more time you spend the less your performance is high. So while there may be some good interpersonal bonding that's going on, and again, this isn't a long-term study. This was just one snapshot in time. So it's possible that over time, the negative gossip could build bonds that could help you overcome challenges. Um, But at least in the present time or in the short term, it doesn't seem to have a positive impact. But positive workplace gossip when it's about your coworkers, does not detract from your performance. Um, when it's about your supervisor, it does t- seem to detract from your performance. And they sort of say that that could be because the performance was coworker rated in this study. So maybe people think if you're just running around saying positive stuff about your supervisor all the time, maybe you actually are doing that because you're trying to cover up for actual bad performance or things <laughs> like that. So they could be sort of um, convoluted. But it seems like taking time to engage in positive workplace gossip actually does not detract from your performance. Um, whereas negative workplace gossip seems to tell a little bit of a different story. And it would be interesting to see how it plays out over time because it has some positive short-term interpersonal consequences, but the performance hit seems to be there. That's interesting. So in other words, if I gossip a lot, that's negatively, then people are think I'm not performing that well. But if I gossip a lot positively, people think I'm performing the same as I was before. So I kind of wonder if this has, and again, another study wouldn't be needed, but I wonder if this has to do with 
the perception of the person. So maybe like, yeah, there's some good interpersonal moments, like you're bonding about something, but maybe that person in some cases that your coworkers look at you and it's like, Oh, you spent a lot of time complaining. Like maybe you're not performing that well. And there's just like some sort of negative response that the coworkers are having. And it might not have anything to do with your actual performance because it's kind of right now, like you said, it's a snapshot in that day, in that time. Um, so I wonder if over time it probably doesn't matter quite as much, but in the moment, if you're like having to look at someone that just gossiped and rate their performance there, I could see how those two things would be just very closely related. Yeah. And that's a really good point because, um, the way that those items are evaluated. So for example, when you get the questionnaire, if the question is, have you asked a work colleague if they have a negative impression of something that another coworker has done? They're asking you to evaluate it from one, which is never, two, which is once a month, three, which is two to three times a month, four, which is once a week, five, which is two to three times a week, six, which is once a day, and seven, which is more than once a day. So it may be the case that once you get towards that higher end of the scale where once a day or more than once a day you're complaining about, you know, you're gossiping negatively, that that may be a threshold over which, you know, people are willing to give you the benefit of the doubt or they're still seeing you as a good performer. It could be that there's some sort of mid-range where you can still build those relationships, but you're not viewed as a negative performer. People don't assume that you're performing poorly. This is remind. This is totally reminding me of somebody that I know that um, in a previous work environment was constantly complaining, constantly gossiping, like every day, multiple times a day. Like every time she would walk by my cube, I was like, oh my gosh, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me because it would be about, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And what do you think of this? And I'm just like, I can't. It's just exhausting. So I think that that's a really good point. I think knowing that scale is important because you're probably right being somewhere in the middle ground where it's like this one event happened and I wanted to talk to you because I feel like Jane was being kind of weird and I'm not really sure what was going on there. That's fine. But if I'm coming to you and saying Jane did this and Jane did that and Jane did this all the time, that would drive people crazy and would make you look bad. Like I think there is a, there's a balance. Like you can't build positive relationships if you're constantly being negative. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think we've all probably worked with like the person that's like the negative Nancy I feel badly for Nancy's because <laughs> I feel like everyone just says negative Nancy. Like there are other n name. Why don't we say negative Nick or like <laughs> Nancy gets all the bad press. But um, but anyway, uh, I feel like everybody's worked with somebody like that where it's just too much. It's overload of negativity and any kind of overload of negativity like that's going to put a bad um, it's it becomes overboard. It's not relationship building anymore. It's like relationship distracting. And then you also might break bonds of trust with that person like well what are they saying about me when I'm not here you know if you see if you begin to see the person maybe that's part of it is like if you begin to see the person as a gossiper and not as like a person who is actually sharing valuable information or having a mutual exchange with you in terms of like I put my emotions out you validate them you know you put yours out I validate them but rather that they're just a gossiper they're just pushing gossip on you and you begin to see that as part of their identity that would be interesting to see the extent to which that predicts whether or not people start to just push you off right like this is too much yeah I think there's definitely something there because everything we've talked about in terms of the positive impacts of negative gossip all the examples that I gave of you know things that happened in my work environment like they were not constant it, we would have been in the middle of the scale like once a month or 
maybe max once like when we had a really bad supervisor once a week fine but it wasn't every single day and I think that does make a big difference if it's every single day if it's multiple times a day I mean goodness that's crazy that is so much negativity constantly um versus you know all the different examples I gave about people coming and saying oh like you know I had this bad experience with a coworker. that happens every once in a while it's like not a very common event um and either that ex- extensive negativity has to do with the person just being kind of negative um a negative I don't know. I'm trying to think of another Nina, um, <laughs> negative Nina, but, um, or it could have to do as we were talking about earlier with the bad work environment. So maybe there's some instability in the work environment. There's something else going on. So all that negativity has to do with more than just, um, you know, building that relationship and then it, performance can suffer from that or or at least perceptions of performance can suffer because you're seeing that person really negatively or maybe the environment's really negative and so everyone kind of hates each other or whatever it might be um but too much negativity I think is never good yeah yeah and it looks like from the tables that I'm looking at the means on these scales were still fairly low in most of the samples so it was like you know, somewhere between two and three is where the mean was. But some of the, like, people that would have been on the upper end of the scale would have been five or above. So that's two to three times a week or more. So to your point, um, it may be, you know, that there's some more research to be done in this middle ground. Maybe that's the sweet spot of being able to grow interpersonal relationships but not be seen as a gossiper as your identity and uh, thought of more poorly. Um So, yeah, so I think, you know, if we're thinking about takeaways here, because I know that this has been a lot of information, I think if we're thinking about takeaways here, first of all, gossip is not always bad. Um, Even negative gossip can have some positive interpersonal interpersonal consequences, which is a good thing. And we still need some more research to figure out why the negative performance is happening uh, related to uh, negative gossip. Is it just the higher end people or is there something also negative with the mid-range folks? Where's that sweet spot in terms of the interpersonal relationships? But I think a big takeaway is um, positive gossip generally does not detract from your performance, but it does create other positive benefits for your career. So um, thinking about complimenting people in a genuine way or speaking up for others when someone might be saying something negative and providing a more comprehensive view is a good thing. Um, so there is a positive spin to gossip. So if someone says uh, don't don't gossip, you can say, well, hold on. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah. And I think so from the individual level, as you mentioned, we really want to focus on being the positive gossiper as much as you can and then validating others in the negative gossip every once in a while. But I think there's also the management level, which you talked about and touched upon a little bit is as a manager, you want to breed a culture where that positive gossip happens and you want to give a good example of not focusing on the negative all the time. And when you do have it be productive so that you're not breeding a culture of everyone just gossiping behind each other's backs because that's, never positive, right? You don't want it to be a constant thing in the culture, but being able to use gossip effectively and practicing that in your behavior can model to others what makes sense. Um, And then going back to the other things we talked about in terms of transparency and fairness. So from an organizational level and from management level, really focusing on being fair and being clear to everyone as to why certain decisions are made, um, what's going on in the organization so that people aren't building gossip behind a negative 
environment or a kind of ambiguous, I don't know, pay raise approach or whatever it might be so that everyone's really clear. So then you can keep that gossip, the negative gossip to a minimum um, and kind of continue that positive gossip, right? So people are getting paid more because we know that they deserve it. And this is how it was evaluated. Yeah. If you're hearing a lot of people whining, it doesn't mean you have a team of whiners, especially if you haven't been hearing whining to that extent before. Um, so thinking about, I think transparency is just huge, both from a justice perspective and from a security perspective for people is even if it was a difficult decision, a lot of times managers make decisions and they have a whole thought process that they've gone through in their heads about why things have happened. Um, but the people on your team don't know what that thought process was or why you made the choices that you made. So it is really important to be communicative and to talk people through how did we get from point A to point B with decisions that affect people's jobs like pay or rewards or benefits or whatever the case may be um, or promotions or decisions about restructuring teams or things of that nature. Because if people don't understand why, you might know why, but if you don't communicate that, that sets that gossip mill um, in motion. And so if you're hearing a lot of people gossiping, you have to stop and think as a manager, what am I doing to create an environment that's insecure? And what am I doing to create an environment where people aren't sure why things are happening or they're not sure if it's fair because they don't know the rationale behind decisions. So that's really key, um, to think about what your role is in creating that, uh, sending the gossip wheel spinning basically. I'm really curious to see what the research is going to look like coming from here since this was just published basically what 2017 so like a year and a half ago or so um i'm really curious to see where this area goes because i think there's a lot of really interesting nuances to gossip that people just don't think about obviously when we started talking about it i'm sure you were all of our listeners are thinking the same thing right like oh yeah like when i talked to my coworker about this problem we had it was actually good for our relationship so i'm sure when you think about the nuance you recognize that it's there but it'd be really great to get more research to understand it a little bit better and then also understand not just how it relates to your performance and your relationships but what we always love to talk about personal well-being right i i'm going to assume that if you have positive relationships we know that positive relationships with coworkers is related to well-being um so having some of that negative gossip can actually might maybe is related to your own well-being who knows like and that would be very counterintuitive from the outset when you first look at it but when you dig in with that nuance i think it would make a lot of sense yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see where the future research with this goes as well. Um, and I think, you know, if you can promote, promote gossip on your team, but promote productive gossip on your team. So it's not that you want to stop people from talking to each other, or having conversations with one another, but those kind of micro behaviors that happen that constitute people's daily experiences do matter. So the extent to which you can convert some of that negativity into positivity or the extent to which you can curb the negativity from becoming unproductive I think is important so gossip away just make it good gossip <laughs> I like that all right so everyone gossip well gossip productively and don't forget to compliment people behind their backs for your for your own benefit <laughs> um but thanks Katina for that article I thought it was really interesting it was a good topic and maybe we'll be able to talk about the rest of this research in the future yeah so and if any of you have any juicy gossip about gossip to share with us um let us know we'd love to hear about your experiences with gossip and whether or not this resonates with you um so you know drop us a note um and let us know what you think yes you can find us on social media at worker being on instagram facebook 
LinkedIn, and Twitter. And you can also email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. And you can go and check out additional content on our website at workerbeing.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. 